substitution ever with a good manner again before we take the thing out of the hands of government. Yo, welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. We are your number one source for the decentralized, I got to say that again, the decentralized peaceful Bitcoin revolution. Today we have a very special show for you guys. I'll talk about that in a little bit, but first, I got to say hi to my awesome co-host. How you doing, Opti? What's up, Nico? What's up, world? Happy to be here. Is this, this is our first Saturday Live episode, so... Shouts out to you guys. We are putting in work on the weekend. The signal don't stop. Let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the show. So today, right, we had another escalation. I'm going to make the case that I think that the Treasury Department, through these sanctions, made such a good chess piece. Basically, they put their giant thing on the table and they said, listen, DeFi is run by Amazon, but it's controlled by the U.S. government. And I think it really highlighted the fact of what Bitcoiners have been screaming from the rooftops, the importance of decentralization. So we're going to talk about that today. I think that this is going to continue to escalate. It really showed that DeFi is not DeFi. It should be called, for what it is, CeFi, controlled by the U.S. government. So anyways, we're going to get to that. We have an awesome show. We have some videos for, for us to react to. Anyways, Opti, let's get to it. Time for number time. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes like the Noddle One, the one I'm holding in my hand. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. Remember, guys, if you don't run your own node like the Noddle, you're using someone else's. And now, if you are a digital nomad, you have no excuse because the Noddle guys just released Noddle Cloud. Run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu. All right, all right. That's right, guys. If you don't run your own Bitcoin node, you're using someone else's. And I think today highlighted the fact of the importance of not using someone else's uh, hardware. Trusted third parties are security ho holes. That's the famous quote by Nick Zabo. Use your own node. Use your own hardware. Anyways, the price at the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is at 24,530 sats per dollar, also known as Moscow time, 4,077 reachable Bitcoin nodes, 14,119 blocks to the halving, 90,703 having estimate April 20th, 2024, total lightning network capacity, 1,410 Bitcoin. The value is around $34.6 million. Hash rate, 208 exahashes. Realize monetary inflation. I love that number because it really shows how much better Bitcoin is. And every four years, ladies and gentlemen, that number gets cut in half. So 2024, that realized monetary inflation is going to be half of that. And then four years after that, half of that, right? What is the inflation rate of the U.S. right now? Of the U.S. dollar, it's at 8 point something percent, 8.5 there it is, the Honey Badger Bitcoin winning again. Market capitalization, also known as market cap, $460 billion. Bitcoin is a baby. It's a baby. It's tiny. It's like a drop. It's a drop in the, in the ocean of the financial world. Anyways, moving on. So big kind of day today. Congratulations, Bitcoiners. This is a tweet by Bitcoin Ascent. 
Maybe I pronounced that wrong. I apologize. Segwit usage just hit 90%. Segwit, Taproot, Lightning Network, Liquid Network, Fediment. You got to love Bitcoin. It keeps growing. Here's a chart of it. Absolutely bullish. Now, here's the thing. The Ethereum guys would like you to believe that if they didn't have this system that allows them to do upgrades uh, quicker, no upgrades will get done. Well, there you go. Bitcoin proving them wrong again. This was a voluntary movement is people deciding to run that Bitcoin software. No coercion. It was all individuals making their own decision. And now 90% of those individuals have decided that they're going to use SegWit. And I'm sure that number is going to continue to rise. And again, Bitcoin's design, the way it's structured, some people might see that as slow. But it's a feature, not a bug. Decentralization above all. That's the only way you could separate money from state. True decentralization. Anyways, Opti, I have a very interesting video for us to watch. It's the CEO of a company. He goes on CNNBC, and he's sounding a lot like a toxic maxi. Anyways, let's check out what he has to say, brother. Did you talk to him before coming on, and what does he say about where is it, where is it going from here? <laughs> that was a pretty easy call. Uh, it was. It was a pretty easy call because what's happened with Bitcoin, when Bitcoin was at 60000 you had a lot of institutions on the sideline who were looking and saying, boy, we'd like to invest. We'd like to allocate 1%, 2%, 3% of our portfolios, pension funds, for example. But at 60000 it feels toppy. There's some mania. But they've done the diligence. They've met with their investment committees. And so as it went down to 17000 it, it wasn't a, a shock to me that you saw some of those institutions step in for the very first time, buy Bitcoin, store it in their portfolio. So I knew there was a buyer But interesting there. that those institutional buyers stepped in when it, it was showing its volatility. You would think that the opposite would be true, that they would want to stay away. Unless you think now that this is such a critical asset class that no one can afford not to be in it. Yeah, well, it was a moment of capitulation. So I, if we could see all the books and records, I think it would be a combination of some really smart Bitcoin whales that have been in it for 10 years and then fairly quickly some of those institutions stepping in. That's exactly what's happened. I mean, look, in crypto, yes, Bitcoin's up 40 percent. It doesn't mean it's going to go up another 40 percent. But in crypto, there's Bitcoin and then there's literally everything else. Bitcoin is trusted. It's largely censorship resistant. There will only and ever be 21 million bitcoins. It will have to be a component in a portfolio of broad portfolios like a pension fund, maybe just to a small extent, but it will have to be there. And then there are all other cryptocurrencies. Ethereum's in a special class, of course, stable coins. And then everything else looks like a speculative stock. Maybe if you invest in it, you make money. Maybe you lose all of your money. So, wow. We've come a long way. There's Bitcoin, to quote him, and then there's everything else. He also said that Bitcoin is a critical asset class. He also said, of course, that Bitcoin and crypto are fundamentally different, right? There's only 21 million Bitcoin. There's the absolute scarcity aspect of it. He also said something really interesting that he kind of brushed over, right, was the institutional interest in Bitcoin that we were hearing from NYDIG last year. Uh, with Ross Stevens and Michael Saylor, but it looks like those institutions waited until the price correction, and then they bought the dip at 17K. And ladies and gentlemen, don't forget what happened this week. BlackRock, not only did they announce that they were going to be offering Bitcoin to their clients, their institutional clients, now it's confirmed that they set up a trust 
to do just that. They're offering Bitcoin exposure to those institutional clients. And remember how large BlackRock is, 9.5 trillion with a T assets under management. Holy crap. That made me really bullish. Now, how long until you hear you, because you're already starting to see it, you know, when Natalie Burnell goes on there, because I know she goes on legacy media a lot, right? How long until they just start calling altcoins or crypto for what it is? There's Bitcoin and then there's shit coins. I don't think we're that far off. I, I would start, I feel like we would start seeing that type of language in, in a couple years or so, especially after the news that we're going to talk about today. Ethereum's centralized foundations is starting to show its cracks in the design, right? If the U.S. government could get involved in Ethereum and potentially maybe manipulate the monetary policy of Ethereum, then kind of defeats the whole purpose of it, right? Giacomo Zucco says this perfectly, right? How long until they say that inflation and being able to debase the currency is a matter of national security? How long until that happens, right? It, unless you have full decentralization from the outco, eventually, when enough political pressure mounts, that currency, that technology will be co-opted, which is why Bitcoiners value decentralization above all. Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts on this, man? <clears throat> well, first off, I just want to echo what you said, because it reminded me of Congressman Warren Davidson. There's Bitcoin, and then there's shitcoin. And as we've been saying consistently on this show, you can't stop the signal and that signal is being spread everywhere. And as much as they try to push down the truth, the truth is like a, like a beach ball underwater. It is going to pop up and people will know that Bitcoin is the way. But furthermore, I think this is just another point to the, the theory that I hate using the, the, the word smart money, but. The idea that smart money gets Bitcoin at the price they want. They do not FOMO, guys. So I've been saying, you know, I yesterday I, I, I did my paranoid thing on BlackRock. But, hey, these guys know how to trade. They don't let their emotions get in the way of what they want to do. And if they want to accumulate Bitcoin, they are going to do it with a strategic plan and stick to it. So it's looking like everything we've been saying for a while is actually happening. You know, the institutions are here. But they're not going to just come out straight out and be like, yo, we're buying Bitcoin and, and start this FOMO train because they want Bitcoin at a good price. And so they will wait and they will play the waiting game and they will buy Bitcoin at the price they want. And then furthermore, you reminded me of that one quote. I forget who it is, but it's a famous quote of, uh, you know, buy when there's blood on the streets, even if the blood is yours. And so. These, you know, the, the smart money, again, I, I hate using that that uh, phrasing, but they are not going to FOMO into Bitcoin. They are slowly going to spread the signal that it's okay for you guys to get into Bitcoin. What did we say with BlackRock? That BlackRock is, uh, for lack of a better term, you know, like a canary in the coal mine. And it's showing that, okay, it's okay for you guys to buy Bitcoin. It's okay for you guys to save in Bitcoin, to invest in Bitcoin. And I think we're just going to be seeing further proof that this is the case. You know, more, again, smart money is going to start to accumulate Bitcoin. The price will go up. Yes, we are in a bear market, but they know what we know. Bitcoin is the way. So they can say what they want. They can fund us all they want now. But now we know the truth. They are buying Bitcoin on the back end. 
And I'm sure we are going to see more and more people come out and tell us that, oh yes, Bitcoin is a good opportunity to buy right now. And there so this go. is just gonna continue to happen, guys. Like absolutely bullish. And like you said, I really love that he did sound like a toxic maximalist out there. And uh, you know, like I said, you can't stop the signal and that signal is gonna spread. And eventually we will get to the hundredth Bitcoiner and everyone will know that Bitcoin is the way that Bitcoin is and you should be saving in Bitcoin. Absolutely. I also want to give a shout out before we move on to the next segment to people in the chat. We have New York Mac, Yo Yellow. We have Labra. How you doing, Labra? Woof, woof. We have woof. the legendary Yellow, the meme master. Well, they're all meme masters. We have Moonshine Fuel. We have Andrew Williams. We have Maris Ancasi. You guys know Nico can't read. Anyways, love you all. Rustin's in the chat as well. How you doing all? And Beacon Anyways, and Max, shouts out to yeah. all you guys on Saturday Shit. hanging with Shit. us. We exactly. love you. We love you all. Anyways, Opti, let's move on, baby. It's time for the Daily News. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make some of the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch, like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy. It comes in any custom color your heart desires. That's right. You want a Peter Schiff colors? Yeah, it comes in gold. And you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 5% off. If you're in Europe, the European store is now open. Check out CryptoCloaks.com today. Boom. All right. So let's check out the news for today. And of course, we're going to talk about the Tornado Cash Saga. Just to kind of give you guys a refresher, if you've been living under a bridge, the U.S. government, for the first time in its history, sanctioned not a person, not an individual, not a group, not a government, but an open source technology. And we were making the case earlier on in the week that this was setting a precedent, that they were setting a precedent that eventually, perhaps, maybe, this would be used to go after Bitcoin. Now that this kind of transpired today, it looks like they knew exactly what they were doing. This was a strategic move by the Treasury. They wanted to let everybody and everybody know that, hey, Amazon runs Ethereum, but the U.S. government is the one who's really in control. Anyways, first is by Block Research. This was from Knitter, which gets their tweets from Twitter. Um, it says, Tornado Cash users rushed to withdraw funds immediately after the U.S. Treasury announced on Monday. As of this writing, $62 million has been withdrawn post-sanctions, corresponding to around 15% of the value locked in Tornado Cash. So, at the end of the day, Tornado is a decentralized technology, right? So the U.S. government wasn't really able to freeze the actual funds. They weren't able to freeze the things moving in and out of Tornado. So people were able to withdraw after the sanctions. So what was the U.S. government able to do? They were, going, they were able to go after, keyword here, centralized platforms. And we're going to talk about that in a second. So anyways, do you guys remember this earlier on the week, August 9th? Someone is trolling celebs by sending ETH from Tornado Cash. And we were actually speculating that those addresses would be frozen <laughs> because, hey, uh, they're apparently sanctioned now, which really highlights how, how archaic this old system is and what they're trying to put on top of the new system. It makes absolutely no sense. But anyways, it actually highlighted one of the one of the Achilles heels of DeFi. Of how, and I would even make I would even like to make the argument. I'm going to make the argument that it's not only DeFi; it's actually ETH too. Anyways, 
This is sassel.eth. He says, sassel.eth now blocked from using the official Aave front end because someone sent 0.1 ETH to my address via Tornado Cash. But it wasn't only here. It's Justin's son. Justin's son is a shitcoiner who is responsible for founding the Tron shitcoin. Anyways, I'm officially blocked by Ave Ave since someone sent 0.1 ETH randomly from Tornado Cash to me. What, like, fine. But it's so stupid. It's like they didn't have anything to do with the sanctions. But now that so-called dirty money was sent to them and they have no they can't they don't have the ability to stop it now their stuff gets frozen and wait hold on a second i thought this was DeFi. why are things being frozen in the first place anyways moving on now let's get some opinions from really smart bitcoiners this is nvk founder and ceo of uh, CoinKite, the guy the people that made the the cold card awesome hardware wallet he says bitcoin was designed for the worst case scenario the money hegemonies will be games to the death. See Petrodollar for some great examples. Ethereum is a toy. And I absolutely agree with NVK. If you want to separate money from state, you need to have true decentralization. If it's not truly decentralized, if it can't withstand a state attack, then what the fuck's the point? Anyways, moving on. This is from Matt O'Dell. He is the host of Citadel Dispatch and... He does TFTC also with Marty. Anyways, complete, and he has also some awesome other projects as well. Anyways, complete chaos in DeFi right now, and all it took was updating a government blog post. <laughs> That's right. The U.S. government just released a blog post, and they said all these addresses are sanctioned, and all these companies that are so-called decentralized actually did the work for the U.S. government itself because they didn't want to be shut down, of course. Here's Corey Clipson. He's the CEO and founder of Swan Bitcoin. It says, seen in altcoin discussions, OFAC, Office of Foreign Asset Control, compliant of banning of accounts. Ave poked Oasis. If anything like this happened on Solana, ETH maxis would lose their minds. Blame the chain for censoring transactions. It happens on ETH Ethereum, and it's accepted. It's so true. And I actually tweeted back to Corey. Oh, no, this is the Twitter thing that's showing. But I actually said that shitcoiners are the new collectivists that sounds like some collectivist mentality right making excuses for what is it defending anyways here's mr hoddle he says i think u.s government might have broken eth and the eths are in trouble i'm going to go back to this justin sun post and this is a tweet by alex and he says Identify all major loans on Ave Ave and plan possible liquidation cascade. Send ETH from Tornado Cash to all wallets with major loans. Let Ave block all wallets. Short ETH. Initiate ETH dump. Watch liquidation cascade and nobody could do anything about it. Centralization doing what it always does. Anyways, moving on. This is an awesome thread. So shout out to this person. Check mate. Check matey. So let's see what he has to say. Looks like a Bitcoiner too. He has keys, lightning, and he has meat, cows, and volcano. Yeah, it definitely looks like a Bitcoiner. Anyways, in one move, the U.S. government has demonstrated that they own Ethereum. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, no, that's not true. Well, it is true. Let me make the case for you. This is ethereumnodes.org, and it shows what percentage of Ethereum nodes and what how they're, how they're run. Residential, you could assume that someone in their house you know, business, obviously has someone in their business, right? These are a little bit harder to capture, right? But the vast majority 
are run on hosting. What is hosting? Hosting is servers. Let's check out the majority of the servers. Let's see what they are. Does that say Amazon? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The majority of Ethereum is run by Jeff Bezos. Do you guys remember the parlor thing when the January 6th, um, you know, I'm not going to take a political side, but the, the January 6th event, let's just say that happened. There's this very famous social media platform. It's called Parler. The media basically started to say that Parler was hosting all this. How do I say this by saying politically neutral? They were, there was hosting political speech that they didn't agree with, right? And just to give you guys a reminder that in the First Amendment specifically protects Americans from the government interfering in speech, right? Well, they tapped on the, on, the, on the shoulders of AWS, of Amazon, and guess what they did? They shut down those parlor servers completely overnight. You see where I'm going with this? Anyways... Moving, going back to this thread, and then we'll explain it. Folks, uh, uh, us, us all a favor, ditch the move to proof of stake so you don't hand consensus to them. That way, you live to fight many more days, unless a regulated chain is what you want. Honestly, I believe that's the case. I believe, and I think it was Guy Swan that said this beautifully, that shitcoiners don't mind shooting Bitcoin in the back if it means getting their Lambos. They're not about separating money from state. They're about enriching themselves. That's what they're about. That's what they've always been about. And I've made the case for this, and Corey Clipson has made the case for us. I suspect in the future you're going to see an evil alliance between Ethereum, the shitcoins, and powerful institutions like the World Economic Forum. And the reason for this alliance is going to be mutually beneficial. The shitcoins ally with them. The institutions, the governments can continue their racket controlling the money, debasing the money. And of course, the shitcoins get regulatory protection. They get a regulatory moat. Wouldn't that be nice? Anyways, I still cannot understand how the Ethereum community has not put two and two together. Maybe, what's that famous quote by Sinclair Opti? You're not incentivized to something. How does, how does it go? Uh, you can never convince a man of something that his job depends on not understanding. I butchered it, but that's the TLDR. Boom. Exactly. So it says, Tornado Cash is your wake-up call. They have USDC infra in most apps. That's right. Stable coins provide a false sense of sovereignty. Never forget that. They do not have your miners or block production, but they have... CX and Lido, in parentheses, it's VCs and node operators. Two plus two. Starting to add these as a thread, just to document the I bloody told you so moment of for the future, sadly, no shortage of material. Goes on. Ethereum influencers are so close to realizing it, but they just cannot or will not stop the train. Here, they recognize that solar stakers are at risk of a knock on the door, yet they yet don't understand that this is yet another force pushing coins. The list of blocks and bans continues. Within a, matters of within a matter of days, everything from Circle to Ave to Infura to Microsoft to Discord have shut off service. Imagine conceding your chain validation to regulated CEX in this environment. DeFi, sadly, tracking towards FedFi. Oof. Not CFI, ladies and gentlemen. 
FedFi. I love that. RenBTC now added to the list of tracking applications. It is almost like the government wants to control and surveil surveillance of your network. Perhaps don't give them 67% of your stake. All right. All right, let's talk about this a little bit. I think this was a chess move by the U.S. Treasury. It was so spot on. They used the North Koreans as an excuse to sanction open source software development because they knew that all these centralized institutions would have no force under threat of being shut down, but to start censoring for who? The U.S. government. This is the beginning of what's going to happen. If it doesn't have true decentralization, it will be captured. It will inevitably be captured. That's why the fork wars of 2017 were so important. We had to keep the node resource requirement low enough so that the bar to entry, the financial bar to entry, and the technological know-how bar to entry was low enough that if enough people would be willing to run their own version of Bitcoin Core. How long until the U.S. government pressures Amazon, Google, Oracle, and says, hey, if you're not running a sanctioned and OFAC-compliant version of an Ethereum node, we're going to shut you down. How long until that happens? Because the protection that we have in Bitcoin is at the end of the day, it's up to the individual, if you run your own node, to get to decide what software he or she or they want to run. In Ethereum, that's not the case. They've outsourced it, literally, I'm not exaggerating, they've outsourced that responsibility to Jeff Bezos. Yeah. This is the beginning. This, what we're witnessing, what we're living through is the separation of information, the disintermediation of information, and the separation of money and state. And it's responsible for causing the majority of the chaos that we're living through right now. The information, what they try to do is they try to censor it as, as well as they can. And with money, they're going to try to control it as much as they can. So... Yeah, ETH totally wrecked. The writing is on the wall. It's obvious. And by the way, when they move to proof of stake, it will be even worse. And what Corey Clipston so beautifully put out, right? They just apologize for it. Why? Because shitcoiners, at the end of the day, they're collectivists. That's what they are. They've always been that. Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts, brother? Well... My first thought is kind of like, am I a bad person because this makes me giddy and kind of excited? It's like seeing the shit corners just get absolutely wrecked in this situation. I, I know I, I'm just the voice of voice of the average Bitcoiner out here, but like it makes me feel kind of good to see the shit corners get wrecked on their narrative because we've been saying this for 
as long as I've been in the space, that this is why we want to make sure to use and run our own node to make sure that Bitcoin is actually decentralized and not this decentralized decentralization theater that we see in in shit coinery. It's like the shit coiners or ETH in particular is literally just recreating the fiat system on the blockchain like that they're not doing anything new no innovation there and and it's like you said and everyone's saying in the chat like fed should should <laughs> should stick as a meme because it's like it's it's becoming very obvious to me that they are captured whether eth and shit corners understand this or not like we've we've brought the receipts on this show over and over and over again, the connection between the ETH Foundation and the World Economic Forum. And then furthermore, you know, like you've been showing today, you know, Jeff Bezos being the biggest node runner on Ethereum. It's like, it's all centralized. And now these shitcoiners are realizing that this is why we fight so much to make sure that we can run and use our own nodes. Like, I think this is further proof that Bitcoin maximalists or the toxic maxis out there are right once again. And this is why we do what we do because I am not here to, to do decentralization theater. Like I'm here for the truth. And the truth is Bitcoin is the only one that is decentralized out here. There is Bitcoin and there is shitcoin. And this is just further proof that shitcoins are just cover for Bitcoin. So as much as I like to talk shit on shitcoiners and we like to dunk on them, you know, the, the regula regulatory powers, the governments, the powers that be are going to go after the low hanging fruit, like Andrew said in the chat. And this is them going after the low hanging fruit. Like, this is obvious that they would do this. Now, we'll see just how far the repercussions are for this. And, and you mentioned uh, the evil alliance of ETH, WEF, and, uh, you know, the powers that be. And you said it's going to happen in the future. I think we're seeing that it's happening now in real time. And we're just bringing the receipts every single day. <laughs> like, it, oh man, it's, this just shows how important proof of work is. And I am encouraging all you ETH guys to, to make sure that your chain goes to proof of stake so that you can make our point more for us in real time so that it's not theoretical that proof of work is the innovation and proof of stake is trash. And that, you're recreating the fiat system and it's going to get captured because it's not decentralized. So this is why you use your own node. Don't just run a node, use your node, verify your transactions, make sure that you know what you are sending and why you are doing it guys. Like I know I put my, my tinfoil hat on all the time, but this is definitely the they fight you stage. And we've been saying it for years, like Bitcoiners and shitcoiners are fundamentally in a different fight shit corners don't realize what is going on and like you said man the the apologism you know them apologizing and being f like cover for for oh this is okay because it's ethereum it's like your pr spin isn't working and just continue to double down i can't wait for september i really hope they don't push back the proof of stake merge or the merge whatever whatever their their new pr narrative is because it's just going to make our point even more like proof of work is the innovation and I can't wait to see <laughs> the latest ETH changes get wrecked when it goes proof of stake. And it's going to be a slow regulatory capture, you know, as we've been seeing. They just, they slowly creep in. And now it's just further proof that Bitcoiners have been right and will continue to be right. And this is why you use a node. Because we are not here for decentralization theater. And this is what happens when you are a centralized shitcoin. You're going to get wrecked. 
Fed Fi coin for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Obdi, what's the second best? There is no second best. <laughs> anyways, 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 moving on, moving on. Um, so it is the Saturday special. So going to, I was going to talk about this anyways. I was really excited to talk about this, but it fits so beautifully with what just happened, right? Anyways, this is the United Nations. I just want you to take a look at the top. It says prosperity for all. <laughs> no, 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 no. They mean prosperity for them. Anyways, um, United Nations spells out actions to curb cryptocurrencies in developing countries. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The people that say prosperity for all also want to curb the thing that will help developing nations the most. They're not about helping developing nations. They're about helping developing nations in the way of which they get to control and get to decide how those developing nations could control or help themselves. They've done this by SDRs. They've done this by the IMF. It's been an absolute disaster. Look at Argentina. How many bailouts did Argentina get from the IMF? The I Argentina right now, we're sitting at 60% inflation. Maybe the solution to these developing countries, it's not shit coins, but it, perhaps it's Bitcoin. Perhaps it's getting the monetary policy out of the hands of a human being, out of the hands of a powerful elite that can and will debase the currency of less fortunate people that are in positions that are not in positions of power. Perhaps that's the solution. But for that to be the solution, institutions like the World Economic Forum, like the IMF, like the United Nations, would have to give up a lot of power. So that's why, that's why they're against developing countries accepting cryptocurrencies, right? Let's put the remittances alone. Let's put the, the fact that it, 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 uh, it protects people from inflation, from currency debasement. Let's put that aside. Does it matter? Ukraine. I wonder why Ukraine uses cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, shitcoins. Why do they use that? They're in a war zone. Russia, Venezuela, Venezuela, crazy inflation. A lot of these countries have crazy inflation, but of course... They don't give a flying fuck about that. Anyways, while these private digital currencies have rewarded some and facilitate remittances, they are an unstable financial asset that can also bring social risk and costs. All right, let's, let's fact check the United Nations. Let's do it in real time. Priced in Bitcoin. This is one of my favorite sites, guys. It tells you the power of saving in Bitcoin. So let's check this out. Right. Remember, let's read that paragraph one more time. While these private, while these private digital currencies, it's funny because private. Let's talk about private. Bitcoin is a public ledger. Anybody could make it. All you need to do is plug in a miner, pay for the power cost, pay for the miner, and there you go. You're entitled to Bitcoin. You've earned Bitcoin, better said. Who's the only one that could print money? The government. Central banks. Sounds a lot more private than what we have. Anyways. 
They're an unstable financial asset that can also bring social risks and costs. All right, let's talk about those. Medium house. It's gotten 74% cheaper. Even with housing costs, because of the amount of money that they're printing, getting 100% cheaper. I mean, 100% more expensive. Even with that, if you save in Bitcoin, you've saved a minimum of three years, housing has actually gotten 43% cheaper. And over a five-year term, housing has gotten 74% cheaper. An average new car has gotten 50% cheaper over three years. Over five years, an average new car has gotten 76% cheaper. Food, beef, steak, eggs, bacon, all between 78, 72, 74, 80% cheaper. So what the fuck are they talking about? Maybe you can give them the benefit of the doubt and you could say, oh, you know, they're talking about shit coins. Fine, fine. You give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're talking about shit coins. After covering this shit for two years, you realize that a lot of these people are not fucking stupid. They know exactly what they're doing. Elizabeth Warren knows what she's doing. It's about controlling money. It's about controlling people through controlling money. It's never been about protecting the people. That's the, that's the amazing excuse. Just like the, the U.S. Treasury used the North Koreans to sanction open source software, of which they even admitted that the majority of people that use, that use that open source software are innocent people, had nothing to do with crime. It doesn't matter. It's like saying we have to ban cars because people get into car crashes. Or people use cars to get into car crashes. Let's use the gun example. They want to ban guns because people shoot other people with guns. It's like they're banning a tool. Anyways, while these private digital currencies, oh no, I've already read that. The United Nations have released three policy briefs that delve into the risks and these risks and costs, including the threats cryptocurrencies bring to financial stability domestic resource mobilization, and the security of monetary systems. The security of their monetary systems. Of their monetary system. It's a threat to their system. Anyways, if cryptocurrencies become widespread means of payments, payment, and even replace domestic currencies unofficially, a process called crypto cryptosation, this could jeopardize the monetary sovereignty of those countries. Like, what the? Yes, fine. Of the government of those countries. But it definitely helps the monetary sovereignty of the individuals living in those countries. In developing countries with unmet demand for reserve currency, stable coins pose particular risks. For some of these reasons, the International Monetary Fund, there it is again, has expressed the view that cryptocurrencies possess risks as legal tender. Remember what the International Monetary Fund said about El Salvador? Remember those guys? Remember, let's go up here. Let's go up here. Ready? Prosperity for all. Let's take a look at these numbers again. Bitcoin is prosperity. It is prosperity. They don't give a shit about prosperity. They care about control. It's always been about that. It is argued that a domestic digital payment system that serves a public good could fill at least some of the reasons for crypto use and limit the expansions of cryptocurrencies in developing countries. Depending on national capabilities and needs, monetary authorities could provide a central, there it is again, a central bank digital currency or a more readily a fast retail payment system. Given the risk of, uh, 
Occupation. I can't read that. I'm sorry, guys. It's a fancy word. The digital divide in developing countries. The United Nations urges authorities to maintain the issuance and distribution of cash. While cryptocurrencies can facilitate remittances, they may also enable tax evasion and avoidance through illicit flows, just as if to a just as if to a tax haven where his ownership is not easily identifiable. Connect this with the tornado. Connect the wording. Anyways, in this way, cryptocurrencies may also curb the effectiveness of capital controls, a key instrument for developing countries to preserve their policy space and macroeconomic stability. Of course, they don't mention that capital controls are also used for fucking tyranny. Not mentioned. Why? Because it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't help their case. So what are their solutions? Their solutions is not to allow people to adopt cryptocurrencies. That's exactly what the IMF did in Argentina. They gave the Argentinian government, keyword, a bailout. But they said, specifically, this bailout comes with conditions. Those conditions are... You have to de-incentivize the use of cryptocurrency, even though your population is currently going through 60 plus percent inflation. And remember what they said at the top of the page, United Nations, prosperity for all. I call bullshit what you guys are really about, what you guys have always been about. You guys are about power and control. That's what this is about. If it's not under your control, it doesn't matter if it hurts, if it helps people, you will burn it to the motherfucking ground. You don't care. That's what this is about. That's what it's always about. been about. That's why they banned open source technology this week. That's why they arrested an open source developer. And this is why decentralization is so fucking important. Because you're dealing with these very powerful bureaucratic institutions that are willing to burn a technology that has created the most in inclusive monetary network the world has ever seen to try to remain in power. These people are fucking psychopaths. I said it. They really are. They're crazy. Bitcoin is literally your defense against them. It is what's standing between you and them. They literally tell you what they want you to do. They want you to own nothing and be happy. Car ownership? Eh. You guys should eat some bugs also. Bugs taste delicious. This is why decentralization is important. This is why Bitcoin is important. This is why Bitcoin, the way it's architected, is a feature and not a bug. Decentralization above all. Period. What's up, Opti? Well, hold on. Damn, we got Nico Jones in the building today. This gave me the chills. This is the content I am here for. Beautiful, beautiful rant, Nico. I, I am not going to uh, do any justice to what you said, but I will just add my two sets. And furthermore, guys, like this un un uncat or whatever however you say it like this narrative that they're spitting is absolutely disgusting and i'm glad yeah <laughs> labra gets it bars bars um i i'm glad that nico can say with all the receipts that these people are psychopaths and i'm not the the you know the truth seeker over here that that is just talking crazy like you brought the facts 
And I don't know if you guys heard it, but this narrative, this is purely like pure power play. This is anti-human rhetoric. Like the UN is not here to help you. They are not here for your good. They are anti-human. They are only here for themselves. And hold on, you're muted. You're muted. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. We don't know that for sure. <laughs> but, okay, all right. But, Give me the disclaimer, Nico. I know you need a real man. But yo, just just read between the lines. Like, it's absolutely atrocious. We we fundamentally believe me and Nico, and and I'm sure all of my friends look, in the chat. Look here, I'll get I'll get I'll lay it up for you, Opti. Ready? Lay it up for me, bro. How could the UN be following our best interest? If they are literally telling people in poor countries that need Bitcoin the most because of those totalitarian governments and because of the out-of-control inflation, how could they say that they want prosperity for all? And when Opti says what he did, that's what he meant. That's what this is about. How could people that say they want what's best for us do the exact opposite of what's best for us and they're doing the exact thing of what's best for them to ensure that they maintain themselves in positions of power and control. Go ahead, Opti. Agreed. Thank you. Thank you, Nico Jones, for, for reeling me in because, guys, I just, I it, it gets very frustrating when, what do we do every single day? We show up to try to explain to anyone that will listen that Bitcoin is freedom, that Bitcoin is the exit door, that there is no alternative, that Bitcoin is for anyone and everyone, Bitcoin is for enemies. And then you have this type of propaganda that is telling you that they're here for your prosperity, they are here for your good, and they're telling people not to escape inflation, not to save in Bitcoin. And I, I know I am hyperbolic at times, but it just, it, it's, it's the most Orwellian double speak that I've heard in a long time. And the fact that they just keep doubling down on it and they, and they continue to spread this narrative far and wide. It's just, it gets very obvious to me that they do not want what's best for you and your family. They want to maintain control and their incentives are everything. And their incentives are to keep you in the system. They do not want you to escape the matrix. They do not want you to tell people how to escape the matrix. And Bitcoin is the escape route. So what are we going to do? We are going to double down, stack sats, and spread the sound money gospel and help people escape the matrix because there is no alternative, guys. You either want to live in fiat enslavement in their system or you opt out in Bitcoin. Like, there is no choice. There, In my opinion, there is no choice. There is one solution, and it is Bitcoin. It is Bitcoin or it is slavery. And they, they, it is their rhetoric. Like, I know, I know I get hyperbolic and, and I, I say the crazy thing, but in their own words, this is what they're telling you guys. Like, we, we aren't making stuff up. We are bringing the receipts. This is what they say in their propaganda. And you just got to show the receipts of what they're saying. Like, we've been saying it forever. They are saying the quiet parts out loud is because they understand that they need total control at this moment because they are losing control. And furthermore, like, we don't even need to read these articles anymore. Like, we know what they're going to say. It's like, oh, the IMF, you know, CBDCs are good, you know, proof of stake good, proof of work bad. Like, ma, I'm here to save you guys and save the plebs. It's like, man, like, go fuck yourself. 
This is why we do what we do because we need to bring these receipts. We need to show people that there is an escape route. We need to make sure that people hear this message as far as possible because if we don't do this, who is going to do it? They have millions and at this point, maybe billions of dollars of, of media propaganda trying to spin this narrative. And we're just too average Bitcoiners on YouTube with a show that just show up every day and show the receipts. Like, I know I get hyperbolic. Nico, Nico got me going. He gave me the chills. So I, I, I'm on my Opti Jones rant right here. I, I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna create a tinfoil hat for you guys one day. Like, I, 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 <laughs> I just, just have a tinfoil hat. <laughs> just put it on just when I'm ready. Upload like, it straight to Bitcoin TV. Just oh not, my god, not dude. upload it to YouTube. We're gonna this do that. This is crazy. It's, it's gonna be absolutely it's gonna crazy. Be, it's gonna be Opti and Nico unleashed full. <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to do it. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to stream it only to Bitcoin TV. Anyways, so before we move on to the fail, we're running out of time. Also, I want to read you this passage from the sovereign individual. It says, new technologies will allow the holders of wealth to bypass the national monopolies that have issued and regulated money in the modern world. Their importance for controlling the world's wealth will be transcended by mathematical algorithms that have no physical existence. In the new millennium, cyber money controlled by private markets will supersede fiat money issued by governments. And that's exactly what's going on. And that's exactly why they attack it and they hate it. It's all about power and control. And Bitcoin is making sure they lose it. Anyways, Opti, let's move on. It's time for the daily fail brought to you by swanbitcoin.com. Swan is the best place to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. They incentivize dollar cost averaging spread out that risk layer into bitcoin use it as a savings technology rather than speculation check out swanbitcoin.com today all right guys before opti does the fail let me tell you guys about pacific bitcoin pacific bitcoin is going to be the largest bitcoin conference celebration on the west coast november 10th and 11th in los angeles california speaker list includes Corey clipston lynn alden jeff Booth, Dylan LeClaire, Pierre Richard, Mark Moss, Alex Gladstein, Guy Swan, and many, many more. You could also take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off your tickets to Pacific Bitcoin. Anyways, Opti, what do you have for us today, brother? All right. Well, I did have another fail in here, but we are running out of time. So I'm going to jump to the second fail because we are just going to dunk on ETH all day because we know <laughs> how much you guys love to do this. Oh, by the way, guys, I have a special announcement. Opti has a new segment. We're moving on from the fail. Opti, why do you tell everybody about it? Today. Okay. All right. He's putting me on the spot. On, on Monday. On Monday. Start all right, it. guys. So y'all know me. I am Optimus Field. I am trying to spread the positive, good word of Bitcoin. And look, I know that this is a fail and it's part of the show, but I am going to switch it up a little bit and we are going to double down and we're going to do the daily culture. I am going to incorporate fails. I'm going to incorporate, you know, different Bitcoin material that I like and I think should be spread because the format right now, 
I'm going to make it a little more me and I'm going to spread the messages that I think need to be said. And sometimes it doesn't fit in the fails and sometimes it doesn't fit in the news. So I'm going to cover some more stuff. We're going to expand the content over here and I'm just going to continue to give you guys the signal. I can't always just shit on people. So we are going to make sure that we are countering these narratives, but also push, pushing the cultural Bitcoin narrative that I think needs to be spread out every single day. So watch out for that on Monday. I'll figure out exactly how to represent it for you guys, but I'm going to give you guys the sauce, guys. But that's for Monday. Nico's putting me on the spot. I was going to prepare something for it officially, but you get it today. So anyways, for our last fail, personal, I have a, I have a bunch of receipts for the first part, but we're going to just shit on ETH today. I, it's, it's only fitting. So I saw this tweet the other day. Shouts out to CK Snarks. And he goes, the merge is a sell the news event. And if you think this is just Bitcoiners, you know, doing their PR spins on Twitter, well, Bloomberg released an article with the same, same narrative. So let's get into this. I'm just going to cover a few little spots. And then I'm going to cover a thread that I saw afterwards, which just makes my point even better for myself and for you guys to push because man, ETH just stays getting wrecked. Anyways, derivatives suggest a sell the news end to the Ethereum rally. Speculators in derivatives markets are scooping up call options to bet on an Ether advance into September when this upgrade is supposed to happen, yet futures and options are suggesting they're expecting the price to drop after the event in a sell the news type of situation. September call options dwarf options with traders waging Ether's price could rise, but for the month after the update, there's little demand for calls and greater demand for downside protection, suggesting that the traders are hedging or speculating on downside risk. Post-merge, the left tail is pricing in significantly higher implied volatility, indicating traders are paying a premium for the sell the news put option protection post-merge. And if you see, there's a, there's some good, some good little quips right here. There's a lot of burying the head in the sand behavior. Remember the receipts we just showed you about <laughs> ETH and all them uh, trying to navigate the narratives and tell you that it's okay about the whole tornado cash debacle. And then here is uh, the playbook right here. Many investors are likely to borrow Ether before the merge by using other assets as collateral in order to get more fork proof of work chains coins. And as they buy the ETH proof of work token, they will dump them and exit liquidity because no one wants to hold stuff. And now if you think this is just a Bitcoin maxi that is, you know, trying to shit on ETH any way possible. Again, we bring the receipts and we use their own thinking and their own rhetoric against themselves. And after I read this article yesterday, I saw this tweet by at not grubbles. And again, at not grubbles has been going ham on Twitter. He's been doing a really good job countering all this FUD. But as you can see on this on the screen, you know the merge is a sell the news event when Ethereum devs purposely left out withdrawals and plan on introducing a limited queue. Freaking hilarious. So let's get this. As you can see, it says, uh, so you might be wondering, won't everyone just unstake their ETH right after the merge and dump it? No, ETH withdrawals are not currently implemented and are planned to be added in a post-merge software update. 
amazing. Absolutely amazing. This was done due to separate the complexity of building, testing, and deploying the merge itself from the withdrawal functionality. Of course, they have to test the software, guys. This is why they aren't going to allow you to dump your ETH. <laughs> because they know you want to dump your ETH. The current plan is the deploy the withdrawal function in a software update six months to a year after the merge. Also, the withdrawal system will be implemented as a queue to limit the amount of ETH that can be withdrawn per day. Wow. In my head right now, I, I should have brought in the the Vitalik tweet like, guys, can you please stop trading and just put it as the end of this? But what is going on here? So, as we've been saying, everyone knows that in, in trading world, you buy the rumor and you sell the news. Well, if you are following the shitcoin charts, you can see that the ETH price has been pumping because, I mean, how many receipts have I brought you guys this week about Bloomberg putting cover for, for ETH and saying that, oh yeah, uh, the merge is the, the, the biggest and most ambitious blockchain update to date and then i brought the receipts and we know why bloomberg is doing these paid shills is because these are paid advertisements and i really wish we had enough time but i'll bring this on monday uh why why we do what we do but all these people are paid shills guys and furthermore they know that no one wants to hold this stuff because they're literally not allowing you to withdraw post merge so how much more receipts do you need to know that this is a sell the news event? Because they're just trying to pump ETH enough so that there is some FOMO so that people get wrecked. And as we've been wrecking the narratives all day, we understand the decentralization theater that is ETH. And the whales do as well, guys. This is why they buy low and sell at the top. And they will continue to do this because no one wants to hold this. They are just here to dump on retail. But Bitcoiners are different. And this is why we always say there is Bitcoin and there is shitcoin. While you can, you know, while, while the Bitcoin price may be manipulated to some extent, we... we <laughs> We do not have this on Bitcoin where it's like, guys, yeah, uh, we're going to do an upgrade, but we're going to add some, some, you know, just limited feature sets so that you guys don't wreck the chain too much because it's for your own good. Back to the meme yesterday. Uh, what was it? Like the nine most scariest words are, I am from the Ether Foundation and I'm here to help you. Like, <laughs> this is... Imagine playing stupid games and winning stupid prizes. Like, could never be me, can't relate. This is why we stay humble. This is why we stack sats. Because just look at the ridiculous narratives that they spin. Remember in the numbers when we talked about SegWit and how it's 90%, um, you know, it's up to 90% usage. And it's like, they are forcing your hand here because they know that if they don't have these rigged uh, guidelines, that people, the free market out there is going to wreck their chain, but they have to put training wheels because ETH is the Fed coin and they need to make sure that this narrative gets spread and that the chain doesn't get absolutely wrecked. I've been saying it about Coinbase and, and maybe this is a logical leap, but I am, I'm on the one hand concerned and very excited to see what is the first uh, shit coin that is or shit coin project shit coin exchange that is too big to fail is it going to be eth is it going to be coinbase 
I don't know. But all I know, guys, is that if you are holding ETH and you happen to be on this show by chance, you should dump this instantly because Bitcoin is the way. As you can tell, even the devs themselves know that this is a sell the news moment and the price is just going to pump until the merge happens and then it's going to dump because what do you do in shitcoin land? You buy the rumor and you sell the news. This is old news, guys. If you haven't been around the block, this is a standard playbook that is in the shitcoin realm. You have, look, come back on Monday and I'm going to show you the receipts and show you how this happens because I was going to do it today, but we're running out of time and the receipts are there, guys. Shitcoiners fundamentally buy the bottom. They pay and buy for ads. The whales pump the price and then they dump on retail. This is the standard playbook. And now even that signal is being spread on Bloomberg. Again, you can't stop the signal. This merge is a sell the news moment. Yep. And they're going to dump on you guys. Like this is, this is just another defining moment here because we are, it's no longer theoretical. Like, Everything that Bitcoin maxis, Bitcoiners, the, the, the true Bitcoin revolutionaries out there are saying is happening in real time. This is no longer just us talking on, on Twitter. Like we are seeing this happen every single day now and it's happening quicker and quicker. So stay humble, stack sats, provide the value, save in Bitcoin and go live your life. Keep it simple. This is the way. Don't play stupid games. Don't win stupid prizes. Anyways, yeah. Nico, you want to jump in? Yeah, dude. I think you absolutely nailed it. The It's all marketing. You know, that's my take, right? It's all marketing. It's all that. The merge, the splurge. Why do they name it those things? You know, it's like, like, dude, like, it's it's so stupid. Um, I, 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 you know, and there was, we were covering this earlier with the tornado stuff. Uh, this is just going to lead to more centralization, more centralization, more capture by governments, more capture by institutions, more capture by institutions, more capture by governments. The less likely that we are able to succeed at separating money from state. This is why Bitcoin, the way it's designed, is so important. You don't see any marketing schemes in Bitcoin, right? Like Gigi says, Bitcoin is boring. And I think that's a good thing. That's a design feature, not a bug. The Ethereum guys have this philosophy of move fast break things you can't have the next global reserve currency if you're constantly breaking the base layer of the world right so yeah man it's it's literally a shit show i think its centralization is just going to show the the deficiencies of that more and more over time but only in the eyes of people that are awakened because what i've noticed more and more is more people fundamentally believe that energy use is bad. If they believe energy use is bad, then they'll believe that proof of stake is good, proof of work is bad. And it's our job, it's the job of every individual that's in Bitcoin to awaken as much as many people as possible to the reality of the situation. Energy use is not bad. It's energy use is directly correlated with the human prosperity like with human prosperity. The more energy energy humans capture or get to use, the wealthier they are. It, it, there's even a, a, a chart that I don't have the image, but it was by, I forget who it was by, but essentially they were making the argument, it, I think it was Gigi, that happiness is directly correlated to the amount of energy you could use. Why? 
because it makes life easier. Air conditioning, that's nice. A toaster, that's nice. That all requires energy. Washing machine, dishwasher, it all requires energy. Are those wasted uses of energy? So again, dude, that's the fight. The fight is to try to convince as many people as possible that, hey, Bitcoin doesn't just use energy. It uses stranded energy because that's the only way that it could it becomes economical for Bitcoin miners. So it's our job to awaken as many people as possible because make no mistake, if they pull off this merge, splurge, whatever it's called, they will attack Bitcoin's energy usage like you've never seen before. That's what's on the horizon. But anyways, a more lighthearted part of the show. Opti, let's do this. Time for it. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. This is artwork for volume 10. This is the artwork for volume 11. And this is the artwork for volume 2. Volume 2 is almost sold out because there's only a thousand physical copies made per volume. Get your prints of Citadel 21 today before they run out. All right, Opti, what do we have? Let's go. Uh, before we go on, uh, I just want to echo something that Nico said. These people want you back in the Stone Ages. Like, what is wrong with them? Again, put your score for the meme review in the chat because we got some fire memes. First one, yeah, we so, got... So, but you go. got to explain how it works, Opti. Guys, this is the meme review. We have to this give... This is your job. This is a meme review. So we review the Bitcoin memes, but the rating system is the meme itself. So you got to give the memes a meme score. Yeah, just put any object in the chat and me and Opti will read it at the end. Well, well, I'm, just, I'm, the just, I'm too used to everyone in the chat being my friend. So I know <laughs> that they know what we're doing. But yes, your score will be obnoxious and uh, <laughs> probably off the wall. Anyways, first one is by at Toxic Bitcoiner. And he goes, possibly my favorite Bitcoiner meme. Never change, lads. And it's a it's a Simpsons meme. And he goes, brothers and sisters are natural enemies, like shitcoiners and Bitcoiners, or bankers and Bitcoiners, or status and Bitcoiners, or Bitcoiners and other Bitcoiners. Damn Bitcoiners, they've ruined Bitcoin. You Bitcoiners sure are contentious people. You just made an enemy for life. Yes, that is Bitcoin Twitter in a nutshell. Uh, this one, I don't know if this is going to bypass the YouTube whatever rules, but hey, we are trying. Shout out to Satillionaire 21. <laughs> and we have Sean Connery, James ah! Bond, and we have Shitcoinery <laughs> in a, a really nice outfit here. Shouts out to Sean Connery. Oh, legend. legend. <laughs> okay. Ah! Next one is by AJ Nobody or at Orion underscore cause. And he goes, guys, I spotted the ETH merge. And if you're listening to this in audio form, it is a fork. But instead of it being a fork, it, ha it has a, a welded end on it that literally doesn't make it a fork anymore. Don't know how this would be used, but hey, this is literally how the ETH merge will look like if it was a fork. Anyways, we got another one by my boy Rope. Absolutely killing it out there on, on Bitcoin Twitter. Guy is hilarious. And he's using the Reaper meme where, you know, it's usually the Bitcoin price and is taking out, uh, you know, all-time highs. But we have the Reaper and it's got a bloody door and it's Bitcoin. And then another bloody door and it's Bitcoin. And another bloody door and it's Bitcoin. And he's knocking on the next door to kill Bitcoin. 
and he's perplexed having a beer <laughs> or a drink because you can't kill Bitcoin. That, Remember that door all, won't open. It won't that open. Door won't open. Remember all the Bitcoin obituaries out there. They continue to stack up. Bitcoin skeptics continue to take the L's because Bitcoin is, and that's enough. We, as you can tell at the beginning of the show, we hit all-time high in block height. We continue to hit all-time high in block height. This is the signal. Anyways, the next one is by Crypto Graffiti, and he goes, purchasing power in 2022. <laughs> and you can see normal size hands and extra mini dollars. Yes, you are losing purchasing power, even if your fiat seems stable. It is not buying the same as it used to. And the last one is by Brecky Von Bitcoiner. And I know you you experience this. When you're stacking sats, minding your own business, and scammers slide into your DMs, and you can see all these different breaks. Uh, let's see if we can get a beginning so you can get some of this early one. You know, this is how it feels like when you're out there in Bitcoin Twitter. You see... You see <laughs> You see what you think is a pretty girl in your DMs, but it's really a scammer, guys. Do not fall for the scams. Oh, man. Anyways, I'm having fun over here. It's Saturday. I hope you guys enjoyed those memes. Uh, I think it was Vake who said that I should show you guys my breakfast, but my breakfast wasn't that delicious, so I, I'm not going to show you it. it. It was grits. It was okay. It's a little bland, and so to make it unbland... I threw a little Cholula in there because, <laughs> you know, Nico calls me the Mexican Johnny Depp. And I need hot sauce in my food. It needs flavor. What is your score, Nico? I'm going to give it. By the way, guys, please rate the meme in the comment section. Make Opti and I feel uncomfortable. And we will, we will, we will give it. Also, no, I'll get to that in, in a little bit. But anyways, I'm going to give it this empty Godiva chocolate. And it was Fancy. caramel. It was milk caramel. And it says, Godiva, Belgium, 1926, masterpiece. Milk caramel. Wow. Oh, Soft flex. Soft mi flex. Milk, milk caramel lion. <laughs> they have to put lion at the end. They want to let you know that's an ultra premium fiat chocolate. Anyways, they could just put milk chocolate in a standard box. I think they all kind of taste the same. Anyways, uh, Lucky Red Fish, I give the memes a spork. Wow. Very nice, my friend. Very nice. Marius says, I give this my cats. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sean McGregor, 10 out of 10. Shock. Sean, <laughs> Sean Connery meme. I agree. Brandon, a, a cast iron pan. Okay. Okay. Labrahoddle. I give those memes 9.3 out of 10. I don't understand why giving objects. <laughs> That's because you're a dog. Anyways, Max Trotter. I give a Max Botch, a Matchbox, Austin Martin. Okay, DB7. We have Green Bull 92. I give those memes seven ghost breakfasts with the side of thumb dollars. Very nice. I give those memes a Instacart gift card so Opti can get some groceries. It's a bear market. It's a bear market. Bitcoin beacon. Um, I scored those one tornado cash transaction. Very nice. Rave elevator. I give those memes a nine volt battery. And last but not least, Z Logic. I rate those memes a Bitcoin flower growing out of East Money. <laughs> awesome, awesome memes, guys. Also, 
If you want us to link us memes to review on the show, you could do two things. You could tag us on Twitter. We will retweet the link you tag us on, on the Simply Bitcoin Twitter. And if you really want to connect with me and Opti directly, join the Simply Bitcoin Telegram group. It's literally in the link description. It's free. All you have to do is click the link. It will take you there. It's absolutely free. It takes two seconds of your time. Also, you could find us rain or shine, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Saturday on YouTube, on Twitter Spaces, Monday through Friday. Also on Rumble and Bitcoin TV, we are going to be live streaming there as well. We're live streaming there right now, right? So you could always find us there, rain or shine, no matter what. Also, we are definitely going to do a Simply Bitcoin completely unfiltered, uncensored episode. Opti and I are going to be literally wearing tinfoil hats, but we're going to be streaming that directly, I think, to Rumble and probably to Bitcoin TV. That's not YouTube friendly, but we'll stay tuned for that. We'll let you guys know what the deal is, but Opti, I think there was a software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Bitcoin software release. Also, before the software release, I also want to give a very special shout out to our awesome sponsor, CypherSafe.io. Don't put your seed on paper. Don't be that person that loses their generational wealth of Bitcoin because you stored your seed on paper and your dog ate it or you spilled water on it or you caught it on fire. You definitely want to store your seed on something harder like steel. And there's no better place to do it than the Cypher Grid or the Cypher Wheel. You could sleep sound at night knowing that that seed is going to stand, it's going to withstand the test of time. And maybe fire, and maybe water, and maybe a dog. Anyways, go check out CypherSafe.io. Anyways, Opti, what is the software release today, my friend? Well, what's up, guys? This is the software release and we have Sparrow 1.6.6. It's added some Auth47 LN URL authority support, improved performance for deep wallets, better change in lab- label handling, guys. Go check this out. And hold on, before I go in, uh, Sean McGregor gets it. Tapatio is definitely better than Cholula, but hey, I had it on the table. That's the meme score for today. But anyways, guys, make sure you're listening to us on Google, on Spotify, on Anchor. And if you think we provide you value, send us some sats on Fountain app. We will take your sats in the value for value economy. Love you guys. This has been an awesome episode. First Saturday episode, and it got a little wild. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Nico, let's roll this one out. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Uh, so I want to just give Lebra a shout out. Sorry, guys, if we didn't get to your meme score, uh, Red says... I give those memes two thirds fully pony. I can't read that. Um, NY Mac, I give the memes a stack of Shen Yun flyers for my mailbox. And Labra, Nico against dogs, no bueno. You're dog eating. <laughs> I love you, Labra. Well, I'm not against dogs. I love dogs. I have a couple dogs. Thank you, too, Labra. Anyways, guys, before we go, I also want to give a shout out to our awesome clothing sponsor represent ltd.com they make some of the most comfortable stuff ever opti and i wear the clothing every single episode i'm currently wearing the decentralized corpse represent ltd uh, dot lt represent ltd.com and opti is wearing the represent ltd trust no one and you see that 
That's right. That's an orange pill. Yes, dude. He makes Bitcoin merch. Opti, show the back of that shirt. Show it, baby. Show it. Show it. Represent decentralized trust no one. It's awesome. You can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off representltd.com. The guy's a Bitcoiner. He's awesome. You definitely want to go check it out. Anyways, guys, that was our show. Thank Wait, you Nico, for before we go, tell them to like, subscribe, share our YouTube because we need to spread this signal, guys. And the only way we're going to do this is by pushing this in the algo. We do this for you. All you need to do is like and subscribe to our YouTube and share and share, share it share is the most effective thing that you could do for the youtube algorithm currently so if you really like the episode you really like the channel share it with your friends push the bitcoin signal the authentic the authentic bitcoin signal out there anyways guys that was our show i want to give a thanks to uh simply bitcoin's researcher han shout out to you keep keep dropping all that sauce in the telegram in our in the simply bitcoin script telegram chat also want to give a shout out to sats for life new simply bitcoin writer he he does our blog definitely want to give it a subscribe simply bitcoin.news yeah guys thank you so much for showing up to Simply Bitcoin, the weekend edition. It's going to run a little bit longer because it's the weekend. We're having fun with it. We'll be back on Monday with the regular show, regular time. Like I said, we're we're slowly taking out the pre-recorded content. We're moving up. We're moving completely to live. In two weeks, it will be a completely live show. We're no longer doing pre-recorded episodes, but we still have a lot of people on the calendar. So bear with us. Anyways, guys, we love you. Thank you so much for coming on, and we will see you tomorrow. No, Sunday, vacation. We'll see you on Monday for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin. Which one's the best crypto asset? Well, Bitcoin's the best crypto asset. Okay. What's the second best? There is no second best. Yeah, that's, 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 that's.